All right. Hey, everybody. It's Nicole Bonner with Taproot Conversations, and I'm here today with two of my favorite gentlemen. Well, one of them, I guess, is me, John D'Ambrosio, and <laughs> the other must be Jake Hansen. Jake, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, guys, it, what an honor to be here. Man, my uh, my life has been that of abundance. Um, you know, it's we're, we're writing a book right now, and as, as I've looked at everyone's books, they always start off with this trial. Like, oh, I was born in the hood or I was born with cancer. And I'm like, man, I, my life was pretty freaking awesome. I was blessed. And I realized at a very young age that because I was blessed, because I had so much, much was, much was given to me, so much is required. And so I have dedicated my life to being my best. Um, I think I was born with enthusiasm. I love life. I was absolutely born to be a chiropractor. I've been practicing 11 years now. I practice in Colorado. And uh, we, have a, we have a thriving, thriving subluxation wellness-based chiropractic office. We're looking to grow. We're bringing on another doctor. We're going to open up another clinic. And we started a few other businesses that surround chiropractic. And man, we're living an abundant life. We love it right now. That's awesome. And, you know, I'm going to jump right in instead of the, the way we normally go. A subluxation wellness, subluxation wellness based practice. There are a lot of students out there who don't even really know what that is, not through their own fault, because, but because they're not taught that at schools. What is that? Absolutely. So the way I put it is this, the, when we look at what, how chiropractic was really discovered, right? Chiropractic was discovered and it, it was in its, its early infancy. And so the biggest thing that was loud and proud was that vertebral subluxation. So how I describe it to my patients, I say, you know, um, if you have a bone that is either misaligned or not moving right or both, that doesn't allow that joint to function correctly. and doesn't allow your nerves to function correctly. And I do a 30 second talk to every one of my patients. I basically tell them how the body works. I talk about how the brain controls everything. Brain talks to the spine, spine to the nerve, how the body works, how it dysfunctions, how misalignments happen. And then how chiropractic is the only profession on earth dedicated to detect and analyze and correct vertebral subluxations, which cause an impact that are deleterious to the effect of health. Um, we see miracles every single day in the chiropractic profession. And we see miracles every single day in our practice. And what I discovered is when I got out of school, I felt that I had to do a thousand and one things to create value for a patient. I, I had to rub them, dub them, put oil on them. I felt I had to do all these things. And when in reality, the more I went away from all the other things that to, to a degree, I mean, is physical therapy important? Yeah, great. I've had accidents and I had great PTs work on me, um, but it's not for me. The more I have focused my practice on chiropractic, the wealthier I have become and the more fulfilled I have become. And honestly, I can say that mm -hmm. I would pay to be a chiropractor because I love it. So a wellness base. So in our practice, people are going to come in because they said, hey, you know, um, so-and-so referred me in and they just said I have to be here and I, and I don't really have pain. But they, but they live their life so differently, so I want what they have. We get majority of our patients who are like that. Um, I, I, I saw a lot of patients in my early career. I was uh, the, the, the chiropractor for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and then we developed a practice that was very honed and niched in uh, high-end athletes. But I found my passion was working with the mothers, working with their wives, working with their kids. Uh, that's where I really became uh, driven and sold on really what chiropractic can do and the miracles that it can come or that can come from it. So the more I've cleaned up my practice, you guys, the more I have focused on chiropractic, I think about like Outback Steakhouse. How many of you guys go to the, would you go to the Outback Salad House? Well, some, <laughs> there, might, there might be some, right? But I want steak when I go to the Outback Steakhouse. 
And when people are coming here, I want to give them chiropractic. I'm going to sell them on chiropractic. And then if I feel that someone else in town, a personal trainer, or maybe an acupuncture, if I think someone else could give a benefit to life, a dietitian, I'm going to refer them to that person who only has dedicated their life to their craft. I won't, it won't come from me. It's going to come from another healthcare professional and it only builds my practice. Do you know how many people we're on a month and a half waiting list to become, to come, become a patient at restoration chiropractic a month and a half. And that's generous. We are people and people are waiting. We never hear, Oh, well, don't you want to help the people who are sick? People realize what we, what we serve and what, um, and what we give in our community here. And um, people are willing to wait because we are principled in our approach and we will not sell ourselves short. We will not sell our standards short. Just to, um, and that's where people get hurt and where people get injured and where mm-hmm. bad reputations come is when you compromise your values with the heart to serve somebody, but you knew it wasn't the right person or the right time, or you didn't have enough time to do it. <clears throat> Absolutely. Thank you. Shoot, man. Thank you so much for saying that. It's like yeah. a breath of a breath of fresh air from my ears. <laughs> that right? was awesome. That was totally. Um, Jake, how, I know that we all believe that chiropractic is a calling, but how, um, like what led you to chiropractic? Yeah, you, yeah, chiropractic? You, you know, I'll tell you, um, everyone on my dad's side are pilots. And so I was fascinated all growing up with flying, like super, super excited. Um, we have flight attendants, air traffic controllers, pilots. I don't know if you guys can hear in the background, my, I have a fun team right now. And my team was like screaming for joy. Something awesome just happened. I don't know what it was, but I'll find out later. It's, this, this, is, this is our practice, literally shouts of joys. I don't know if you heard that. Um, but anyway, but the, uh, so I thought my whole life I was going to be a chiropractor. Or I, I apologize, a pilot. And I, I served a mission for my church uh, and for the wonderful people of Mexico. I was out there for two, a few years. I realized when I got back, I was like, man, I am not destined to be a pilot. This is not what I'm supposed to do. It felt, every time I would think about it, I would feel foggy. I would feel unclear. I'm like, this is not what I'm supposed to do. And so I, I began the pursuit. I had a full ride scholarship as a student leader at our school. And so I was blessed. I did 109 credit hours trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do. And um, at that time, I also was running track and running. And I had a buddy that's like, man, like you should see a chiropractor. Um, and at this time, I started getting really sick, but no one could tell me why I was getting sick. And he kept saying, you should see this chiropractor. I'm like, dude, I don't hurt. I've never been in a car accident. Cause that was my limited understanding of chiropractic. Um, and I hadn't put myself in a position. I'm, I guarantee there were, there were holistic wellness subluxation based chiropractors around, but my mindset, I, I, I was vibrating at a different frequency back then. Um, anyway. And so I'm going through this, uh, you know, I have 109 credit hours. I'm looking into all different types of, uh, I knew I kind of wanted to, I wanted to help people. I want to jump into people's problems. And I literally, I go in to see my buddy's chiropractor. I literally wrote down, like, why are you here? My buddy recommended me. Um, he seems to love you. And I'm like, hey, if it can give me an edge on my you know, running, I'm, I'm down for it. Didn't say anything else. What I didn't tell the doc was um, once or twice a week, I was throwing up violently. I would get lymph nodes that would swell up and no one could tell me why I was sick. Um, in my undergrad, I was working at Chili's and you get paid, we got paid $2.17 an hour plus tips. So we weren't getting anything in money. And I spent $22,000 trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And I couldn't figure it out. They thought cancer, Lyme disease, you name it. I literally go to my chiropractor. I lay down on his table and he literally puts his hand on my spine and goes down and goes, huh? I'm like, okay. He goes, do you throw up a lot? I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm like, how would I go? Oh, did Kyle talk to you? He's like, no. And he goes there and he goes, whoa. And he literally 
reads to me everything going on in my life. And he explained to me what chiropractic really is. That chiropractic is the tool that removes interference from your nervous system to allow your body to express its optimal potential, to live your potential. And I was enrolled at Parker <coughs> two months later. So um, I literally, I remember telling my wife one day um, after that experience, I said, hey, I was sitting on, I was sitting on a hill overlooking this beautiful mountain and it was super overcast. And um, as I was over, as I was looking at this mountain, I literally was talking to my wife and I was like, hey, I have this thought about what I want to do and be, but I want to vocalize it with you first. It's going through my mind and I won't say it yet, but I want to say it to you. And I want you just to think, and she was on her break. She was a cosmetologist at the time. She's like, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Like, this is serious. And I said, what if we, what if we became chiropractors? What if we went into chiropractic? And literally you guys at that moment, talk about, aha, uh-huh, I'm not kidding. At that moment, boom, the, the clouds parted, the mountain lit up with sunshine. And I was like, oh my gosh, birds started singing. <laughs> but, but I knew within myself, I was like, I'm, I'm designed to do this. And, and, and we're like, this sound, and my wife's like, oh my gosh, I feel this ultimate peace right now. But what the heck does it mean to be a chiropractor? So then we discovered, <laughs> we discovered really what it meant, meant to be a chiropractor. But um, I know not everybody has that moment, but I believe because of my drive, I know that I was born, like I'd kind of alluded to that I was born to do big things. I, I was born not to sit on the sidelines. And so I believe that God really understood that universe really understood that, that it would take a lot for me to be able to devote my life to the service of others in this profession. And that was what spoke to me. And that's what I would share with, with our students today is, is you guys, you were born for greatness. I don't know if you really, and I hope you understand the power you have in your hands. You literally, when someone lays on my table, I literally see the world laying on my table. I see that one person is going to transform a family. One person is going to transform a community. The power that you hold in your heart and your hands is so critical. It is more than helping sciatica. It is more than helping a migraine. It is more than helping frozen shoulders. Are those things helpful to change someone's life? Can they, de- can they deteriorate someone's life? Absolutely. But you are skimming the surface if you are only chasing symptoms. Sell people what they want but educate them on what they can really have. Take people where they are. My chiropractor took me where I was. He didn't have his nose upturned at me. He's like, oh, you're just here because your buddy referred you. And he's like, well, I'm going to tell you what a subluxation is. And I'm not going to accept you unless you go to 18 seminars. And that I, he, he took me where I was and explained things for who I was and where I was at in my life. He really understood how to talk to people and he understood how to share chiropractic. And man, he delivered it in a major way that changed my life. And now to this day, he's changed over the lives of 200,000 people. That's fantastic. And I think it's so important that you shared that. And I think one thing that truly comes across is your certainty. And a lot of students and new docs are going through or coming out of school and they may have mechanics down, but the certainty is not there. How did you develop that certainty that you just kind of radiate? Yeah, you, you know, I've always lived by the premise that you have to, you have to um, uh, think, be, and then do. So you have to think what you are. You, you can be exactly what you want to be. You can have exactly what you want to have. You have to think that. So what did I think? I want to be the best chiropractor that not, not I, I never thought I want to be the best chiropractor in the world. I said, I want to be the best chiropractor I can be because I mean, how subjective and objective, I mean, could you really be to be the best chiropractor? I could care less about accolades and, and prizes and awards. I mean, our practice every year, we win five or six awards in our town for being the best chiropractor, best in men's health, best in women's health. And they're great. 
it, it's fun that the town has confidence in us, but the knowledge and love and, uh, and that transformed that um, is, is what's most important. So how I achieved that was I had to do, you have to jump into people's lives. I was the guy who I got done with my clinic hours way before anyone else did. So then I saw I was an intern at the VA. Um, I was always paying teachers out of my no money. Um, I was paying my teachers to come and teach me and my buddy seminars on how to do an adjustment. Um, on the weekends, I lived chiropractic and I surrounded my family with chiropractic. So I literally would pay these teachers side gigs to teach us. And then most of them would say, like, dude, don't even pay me. Like, I'm so happy you're so hungry. But I devoted myself to be my best um, and learning. I, I had to really strive to learn. Um, I mean, I, I was a guy who I skated through school off of personality, enthusiasm, and just being able to be, be able to understand questions and how people think. But man, to understand the body, I had to completely reroute and relearn and rewire my brain. But I had to be there. Um, and, and, I, and I, if you chase what you want, you know, I always say worrying is wishing for what you don't want. So why the heck would you worry? You're only going to attract what you don't want. So focus on what you want. And I wanted to be the best chiropractor. So I sought for opportunity to find the best, to see the best. And I asked questions galore. How did you do this? Why is this this outcome? Why is this this way? Why is it that way? And so when you ask those questions, the only thing that comes to what you seek, I sought for the best, so I found the best. And I was able to see the miracles. And I'm not saying that I'm walking with rose-colored glasses or that I'm blindsided. I'm, I'm very open to, um, to the facts of reality that we have limitations of matter. There's things that I just can't change um, in, in a patient. I have a patient right now that literally his low back is disintegrating. And as much as I want to put my hand on that guy and heal that man and, and awaken his faculties, there are, there are other things I can help with, right? There are, there are you know, we, we teach about that in, in the 33 principles, right? Um, but that's how, that's how I've gained my certainty is by being, by doing, by asking, and by devoting yourself to pounding and being the master of your craft. Name any athlete who's the very best. They don't show up at the game and then leave. They're there three hours before. They're there three hours after. They're, they're reviewing footage that night. They're doing their best. And I, and I envisioned my success. I envisioned a mother with her children. I envisioned an athlete getting ready to, to, to go into a game saying, I'm going to see Dr. Jake today. I sure as heck hope he has his A, his, his, his a game on. And that's the mentality I had to go through is because I knew that their lives were in my hands. And I wanted them to feel how I would hope they would feel with that certainty and respect. Love it. Yeah. What about, I want to ask you guys, what do you guys do? How, how, how are you guys certain? I mean, how are you at this level of your careers? What do you guys do to, to find certainty and to find Uber success within chiropractic? What do you guys do? Ladies first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really interesting because you had mentioned the 33 principles and um, right now this is kind of a, like a newer thing for me, but um Stu Bittenen and I, we're doing like a short, you, you know, Stu. Stu's I love awesome. Stu. Yeah, yeah me well, I, too. I, I got to meet Stu last year at Mile High. Yeah. 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 So um, we're doing this like short um, episode podcast. It's only like six episodes over the next 12 weeks. And um, it's going to be all about um, it's, it's called staying in your heart in a world of psychological warfare. And so it's all wow. about um, what we've been through in the last two years, you know, what it's been like here in practice, um, some of the big decisions we've had to make, um, questions that we've gotten, questions that we've had, and, and what gave us our certainty through the whole 
through the whole last couple of years. And for me, it was, um, it was revisiting those 33 principles. So the 33 principles, you know, is something that we know it's something that, you know, I've read, you know, a million times, um, but I got away from them. And so it was kind of fascinating because I went through this journey where like, all right, COVID hit, like everything was coming at me. I was, you know, handling things one right after another. Everything was great. The practice actually, um, actually grew during COVID. But there, there came a point when the vaccine started coming out, Jake, that, oh man, I started to get like a little bit frustrated because I started to see people who were intelligent, um, logical, and educated people that knew they should not be getting the shot and they, they were getting it. And I'm like, how is this possible? Like, you know better. And then on top of it, not only were they getting the shot, but on top of it, everything that I knew would happen in their body as a result of getting the shot was happening. You know, like people were having TIAs and brain bleeds and, mm. and, um, and, and I had spouses that of patients that had passed away after the shot and just horrible things have been happening in the last six months because of the shot. <clears throat> and so I was like, you know, I was just praying about things because I could feel myself like kind of going down the rabbit hole and I was getting really frustrated and sad and, and upset for humanity. And um, I was praying about things and then all of a sudden I started seeing the number 33. So this is all, all on the podcast. I'm kind of giving you it away on like another podcast, <laughs> but um, I started seeing the number 33, just like in my day-to-day life. And I was like, that's it, the 33 principles. And then it was weird because one of my team members came in and said, doc, she's go- actually getting ready to go to chiropractic school. But she was like, doc, she's like, can we do our team, start our team huddle with the 33 principles? And I was like, oh my God, of course we can, right? So I just started immersing back to the principles. And then anytime I had a question where I didn't know what to do or which direction to go in, I'd go to the principles. And that was I my love rock. That. that was my foundation. You know, you, you just taught and lived a principle that the greats, uh, the people who become great realize was the lesson. They go back to the fundamentals, right? Yeah. Any great person, any, 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 um, any team will tell you that most games are not one on trick plays. They're one on fundamentals, Football, mm-hmm. basketball, baseball, they're one on fundamentals. Tennis, fundamentals. Yeah, there's going to be a trick from here or there. And, and in chiropractic, we, you know, we definitely have um, skill sets that we learned. Um, when I had a traumatic brain injury um, uh, in 2012 that almost killed me. And I had to learn to adjust differently because of what I went through. But I had to go back to the fundamentals of chiropractic in order to learn that. So I love that you learned and are living that lesson. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, how incredible. What about you, John? Mine's not as poetic as Nicole's, but <laughs> it was, you know, it's really um, my faith in God knowing that I am in this profession for a reason. I was chosen for to be a chiropractor and to just continue moving forward with that. And then, you know, my analytical mind is always looking to grow, to learn, to be better at what I do, to be better at kind of every aspect of, of life. So I'm always looking for people who've done it or you know, done it before mm-hmm. and done it successfully, different techniques. I'm always investigating, always trying to evolve and grow. And that kind of keeps the fire lit. And similar to you, um, 
you know, there was no traumatic brain injury, but um, back in 2012, I had uh, torn my bicep and it wasn't a big deal. I went oh, to have wow. it repaired, but the surgery to repair it paralyzed my hand. So uh, for about six months, I couldn't move my hand at all. They didn't know if anything would come back. It came back eventually, a lot of work. Wow. I'm perfectly fine now, but I had to change the way I adjusted. Everything had to change. I was primarily doing a cranial work, which I could not do. I needed both hands for that. Everything mm. was manual with the bench. I had to get a drop table. I had to get instruments. So like you, everything kind of had to change, but that opened up a whole new perspective for me and I'm better for it. I, I love that. And, and again, I, I don't mean to commandeer this, but you just, you just taught a huge principle. Um, we, we, we're all blessed to know several people in our profession who created technique, right? Mm -hmm. And the right. interesting thing is this, you would think the people that create a technique are married to that technique. They always say this, there is no one way to do one thing. Exactly. And I know to my gone statters, my upper cervicals, I'm, 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 I'm teaching blasphemy, but, um, <laughs> but, but the point is, is that chiropractic works hundred percent of the time, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that chiropractic is failing, but maybe the application of it has, um, maybe the applicator has. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's why becoming a master of your craft is so critical. I literally had to learn to stand differently. Um, I, I was, I had vertigo 24 hours a day for 90 days, 20. Wow. And I'm talking violent, swirling, twisting 24 hours a day. I'll tell you as a guy, Oh, get emotional. Whose faith in God is founded as a guy who loves his wife more than anything and his children. I cannot, I could finally see why people's mind can go to dark places. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I was told by the best neuroscientists and the neuro docs in the world, man, you've torn ligaments here. You're, you've got a, you know, you've cracked your head open. If you see a chiropractor, you'll be paralyzed. You'll, you'll die. And I had to rely on chiropractic. I had to rely that I know how the body works. And I'll tell you, I was told that I shouldn't and couldn't be a chiropractor by the best in their profession, but they were speaking from their perspective. They were speaking from their limited point of, of understanding, which I, I, I just don't mean to mean that from their expertise, but their expertise is from a perspective. I mean, we know that old saying that, you know, if I draw a number six in front of me and flip it to you guys, it's a number nine. Well, it's perspective, right? Mm -hmm. um, and students, you guys, we, we, each of us will tell you that there isn't necessarily one way to do something. I, I have mentors in three different fields of my life and they all teach from a different point of view and some do different and some are chiropractors, some are not chiropractors. Um, I, have, I have life, you know, business coaches. I have my spiritual leaders. I have several people within chiropractic and I'll tell you, they are uber successful. They have millions and millions and millions of dollars. Some closer. I, I have a one mentor who's closer to billion B with a B billion dollars um, in business. And they all teach that there are sound principles of business, but it's going to come from an abundant mindset and unstoppable and giving heart, knowing that you can, that you can live, um, you can live everything and have everything you want to have. As long as you're doing your part, you have to do your part, but finding the right mentors is critical. That was, that's been critical for me through school is finding my mentors. People would say, dude, how did you talk to so-and-so? Like, he's such a jerk. I'm like, really? Like he was up to like 2 AM with me last night, like going over these problems. Like, what do you mean he's a jerk? Like, wait, what? Like, you know, so um, being able to see and find the best in people, being able to understand people, 
we as chiropractors, man, I'll tell you, chiropractors attract a servant's heart. You guys are servants. You have such big hearts. We attract big hearts, but we're not taught how to do business very, very well. And I learned right out of the gate um, in school, I was seeing a lot of people. We were seeing 800 to 1,000 people a week in my practice, uh, in my mentor's practice, the guy who got me into chiropractic. Um, but I'll tell you, he wanted to try something different with me. So he says, you can bring in people like nobody's business. He goes, so I want you to market how you market and bring people in. And we went from like 250 to 1,000 very quickly, but I didn't understand business and money. So I had to bring that into my life because, man, I was a dang good chiropractor. But I've learned a very fundamental lesson that my, that my mentor, Dave Meltzer, teaches. He teaches that you can't have, you can't give what you don't have. I can't be poor and make you rich. I can't be sick and make you healthy. Mm-hmm. If I want to give big, I have to have big. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that. And literally my wife with our, she had just, I had just had my head injury. I was just starting to practice again. She came with me with our baby that she was pregnant with. And she told me, she said, babe, like, I'm so, you just told me you just saw a thousand people this week and you are on fire, but I have to ask you, how much longer can we live off of lentils? Mm. We were living off of 49 cent bag lentils because I couldn't afford you guys. I couldn't mm. afford to feed my family. Mm. Yeah. I was changing people's lives. And so I had to connect myself to something bigger. I had to realize that, yes, I could live this way and live happy. I could live fulfilled. But I, I, was, I was starving myself and my family was being affected because of that. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn business principles and systems and strategies and mm-hmm. tools so that not only could I take care of my family, but I could take care of my practice members. Because I thought, man, if I take off on a vacation, the practice is going to be like, dude, doc, you abandoning me? Can I tell you the first vacation I took? We went to Disneyland for, we went to Disneyland, Universal Studios, California. It's like 14 days. Can I tell you how excited my practice members were that we took time off? They were rooting for us. And I had an associate and my practice only grew when I was gone. I thought, you know, I thought, okay, if I, if you'd asked my old self that question, I thought, yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to lose because I'm not there. My practice grew because we had the systems and our patients were taken care of. And they were so happy that I was taken care of. They were ecstatic because they knew that I would be better for them. You guys, you can't give what you don't have. You need to find the mentors that allow you to teach you humbly what you need to understand. And sometimes you're going to have cheerleaders that cheerlead you. Sometimes in life, you need challengers, people who can challenge you and say, hey, man, you had a great month, but why couldn't you have accomplished this? I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a possibility. I didn't know that was a possibility. Um, My mind has just now been opened. Um, so the, you know, the good, you know, devoting yourself to your craft, devoting yourself to chiropractic, um, not, not venturing away from it. I, I have no problem. If someone as a chiropractor said, you know, I am called to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Great. If you feel called by God to do something awesome. What I have, what breaks my heart is when someone says that chiropractic wasn't enough, that they didn't, they couldn't make enough or be enough as a chiropractor. And I'm thinking, how on freaking earth does that happen? Because mm-hmm. the richest people I know are chiropractors. The wealthiest people I know own islands and they're chiropractors and they're giving mm-hmm. and serving so abundantly. How are you getting there? That's where I have a problem with. And so that's what we are here to help you guys with um, is we are here to help you students to realize your potential. And you can't realize the potential unless you've actually explored. So explore. I visited a hundred clinics, a hundred practices before I was even a chiropractor. Cause I wanted to understand what do I want? What type of practice do I envision? What do I really want? Okay. I don't want this. Okay. I do want that. Okay. I do want this. Okay. I don't want that. 
And the more, again, and it took a few years, but the more I focused on chiropractic and delivering it at the level we do, the happiest I have been. Yeah. That's, Freaking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that really speechless. is awesome. And to, to even build on what you said, which- um, Please, please. You know, when, when you have, you know, you always need to search out mentors, but the mentor that you have at year one may not be the mentor for you at year five or year absolutely 10. and Wise. just like your practice um i wanted to ask you because you had said when you first got into practice you, you were practicing a certain way and then you kind of regrounded yourself and changed the way you practice so even in practice you're continually evolving so can you tell us about how practice went for you what you envisioned in school to, for your practice to be to when you opened up to what it is now yeah yeah you know i i had um i wanted to be authentic to who i was I didn't want to have the practice that my mentor had because he had a very he had incredible practice. I grew up an athlete. I grew up running and playing every single sport. I love sports. So that's why I thought, hey, I'm going to be I'm going to be the chiropractor for all the athletes. And when I got into it, one of the things that I got um, that disillusioned me was the fame that can come from that and the money that can come from that. We were flown in private jets to Lambeau Stadium, um, you know, paid a, a huge amount to go and be with these football players. Uh, we, we actually got into professional arm wrestling, believe it or not. Um, and I would have these guys that would fly me to Vegas for a week and to adjust them once or twice. And they'd pay me five or 10 grand to do it. But I figured out that this is not what I wanted. And I found myself doing things I swore I wouldn't do. Like, hey, doc, will you tape me? And I have no problems with taping. I mean, being taped for me to perform my best, I'm fine. But it, was, it, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And I found myself doing that. Um, I found myself doing the stretches I didn't want to do. I found myself doing the physical therapy that the physical therapist is best at. I found myself doing all the things that my colleagues are the best at doing outside of our profession. And I didn't want to do that. And thank heaven that my wife and I were able to come eye to eye to be able to see and say, is this what we really want? Because one thing we find in our profession is a lot of doctors get golden handcuffs. They get a great opportunity. They buy into a practice, but buy into a practice that they don't want hoping that they could change it. Hey, I'm going to buy a geriatric practice. Well, unless you just love old people, you know, if you want to be, a, if you want to, if you want to work on just newborns, why would you oh, buy a geriatric practice? Right. Nothing against people that are 65 or 75 or 85 or above, but I find people that get married to these golden handcuffs. And mm -hmm. so they, they marry into systems and with people that do not align with who they are and they don't get lit up. So then they get disillusioned and they start finding ideas that they can make money on. And one principle that Brian Bogart teaches is that just because you can monetize something doesn't mean you should. Just because you have an opportunity to make something, if it doesn't get you closer to what you really want in life, why would you ever do it? I can make money as a dentist, but I don't want to be a dentist. I want to become a chiropractor. So there's a thousand things that I can do that give me what I want. So you have to identify, you guys, what is it that you want? And we were able to identify that to be able to say, okay, here's the path I'm going. It's going to take me away from family, which I don't want. It's going to take me, it's going to lead me into positions that I have to always be on my guard. I don't drink alcohol. I, I have no problems with people who drink alcohol, but I don't drink alcohol. Um, I'm, I am a, I'm devout to my sweetheart. And there were, I was being put in positions that would compromise that. So I would have to say, I can't go to the party. I'm staying in my hotel. I can't go to dinner. I'm staying in my hotel. And I, I very quickly said, this is not for me, but it was hard because I had to see, I had to turn away the money. But I knew that if I was able to focus on the things that mattered most to me, I focus on what I wanted, that I would get that. And that's the question that I always ask. And I would always ask everybody is, are you closer to what you want? Are you 
living your potential? Are you, are do you, does what you do light you up? Do you come home with more energy than what you started the day with? I can honestly say that most days, even with a TBI, I end my day with more energy. I come home on purpose. I come home and when I'm home, I've learned present time consciousness. I've learned that when I'm home, I don't have to worry about my practice. I don't have to worry about the text coming in or the business opportunities happening. I can focus on my kids. I can focus on my wife. Um, my wife and I dedicate, we have, we have two dates during the week. One date, we focus on a relationship. We focus two hours on building our relationship, on building our trust and understanding each other and asking hard questions. Where are we at together? And then we have a date that we do every single week. It's a non-negotiable for us. And mm-hmm. I wasn't doing that before because I'd say, hey, babe, I have three patients that can come in. She's like, oh my gosh, see them, help them. Mm-hmm. But then I put her on mm-hmm. the side table. Mm-hmm. What did I say in my prayers every day? Help me become closer to my wife. Help me become closer to my kids. And yet I wasn't doing it. So you have to identify what it is that really matters to you and consistently ask yourself questions and have a board of advisors who can call you. Again, we want cheerleaders and we want challengers. You need people who can tell you, doc, hey, question. Um, you said this and I'm concerned because this is going to put you farther away from what you shared me your vision is. Has your vision changed? Uh, no. Then why are you doing that? Mm. Great question. Um, I'm canceling that right now. You're right. I, I, I had a good friend, Eric Scoville. Um, he, he's a financial advisor and he called me personally. He said, Hey, I want to, you're doing so many great things right now from what I can see from a 30,000, you know, you know, point of you know, view away. He goes, are you getting closer to your family? Like you said, you want, and I can honestly say, yes, it's not compromising that he said, good. I wanted just to personally check in with you to help you be accountable for that. So put people in your life. You guys are, that will hold you accountable. You need cheerleaders. You need cheerleaders. And when I say challengers, I don't mean downers. I don't mean people who down you and put you down and put chiropractic down. We're an accumulation of the top five people we hang out with, guaranteed promised there. They've done enough studies where they can actually show you the top five people you hang out with. If you were to look at all their finances, you're within two to $10,000 of each other, max. And I'm not saying that you have to hang out with billionaires, but if, but if you're hanging in the slums and you want to live your life at a higher level, you need to mm-hmm. elevate your life. You can still love on people and love on, I think we're commanded to love everybody. But it doesn't mean you should associate with those people. Associate with people who lift you, who elevate you, but who challenge you as well. Perfect. Awesome. Jake, that was so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Yeah. I have so many questions for you. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right. I'm going to ask you a question because I want to hear it. Earlier in our talk today, you had um, said that with practice, with practice members, you have a 30 second talk that you do to explain chiropractic. Yeah. Can can you share it with like us and our students? Yeah, absolutely. So I I always typically have a spine. Um, So I have a lay talk that I'll do with anybody. Like if I'm at the bank, if I'm at a drive-in, if I'm at the store, or if I, if I have a captive audience in front of me. So let's, let's, let's pre-frame here, right? Um, and we'll talk about pre-framing on another day, how important it is to pre-frame experiences with your patients, letting them know what to expect instead of just ninjas scaring the heck out of them when they show up to your practice. Um, but I typically will look at some paperwork and I'll see, okay, why are they in my practice? Why are they here? And I'll look at everything they've written down. I'll observe them. Uh, we have cameras in our practice. So I observe how they walk, how they talk, their body language. So when they go in there, I'll look and see, oh my gosh, she's really red here. I wonder if she has a thyroid problem. I wonder if she's exhausted. Well, she's a mother, most likely, yes. But is she more so? And then, so I'll take all those things about this person in front of me and then I'll do a 30 second talk. So I basically say, so I, um, after I've listened to them and heard them, people want to be seen and people want to be heard. And 
that's exactly what everyone on earth wants. Even if you're introverted, you want to be seen and heard. You want to be heard and, and let people know that, that what you are contributing is a value. So after I've seen and heard my patients and listen and listen and listen and listen, because it's about them. It's about mm-hmm. you. You have mm-hmm. to make it about you as chiropractors. We always have an agenda. And well, and the agenda is great. I'm going to change your life through principal chiropractic care. I'm going to change your life by removing subluxation. I'm going to remove your life by changing how your body is able to express life. That's important, but we have to put it with them first. So I always make it about them. So I'll say, so after I've listened and listened and asked and asked and asked and kind of drained the spigot, so to speak. And they're like, yeah, that's it. I'm like, awesome. So then I'll go through and I'll explain what, what they're going to expect from our, our visit that day. And I say, so here is how I can help you. And to help you, I want you, we need to understand how your body works. So this is how your body works, Nicole. So we, so your brain controls absolutely everything. And I'll joke and I'll be like, you know, and I'll, I'll show on my little spine and I'll say like, Hey, here's, here's where most people's brains are. It's, it's questionable in 2022 and people like laugh and, but it depends on who you're with. So I'll say, here's how the body works. The brain controls absolutely everything from your brain goes down your spine, your spinal cord, out of your spinal cord, all these little yellow things are, these are spinal nerves. And then if that lady has mentioned fatigue, depression, anxiety, all go to the organs on that spine. And I'll say it as if not to make it sound like I'm blatantly talking about her. And I'll say, so, so for example, like this nerve here goes to your thyroid. You can have weight gain, exhaustion, brain fog, depression, anxiety, da, 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 da. The, This nerve also makes your hand go numb, da, 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 da. So I go over those functional things. Um, I'll even add a small step to that. If they have a child and I know they have a five-year-old or a six-year-old or seven-year-old, I'll say on oh, this top one, this is what usually causes most burst, or this is the most common cause of, or um, maybe we have colic. You know, they feel this way or failure to thrive is misalignments here. So I'm doing this very quickly. So here's how the body works. Here's how the brain, the brain talks to the spinal cord, spinal cord to your nerves, and it sends messages across your nerves to every single part of your body. Now, how the body dysfunctions is I take a bone and I go, the bone gets misaligned through stress, through a myriad of stressors. So what do you think, Nicole? If this nerve goes to your, let's say your thyroid gland, if this nerve is, is now no longer able to communicate, can your thyroid gland function appropriately? No, of course not. Can your brain interpret signals? Can your brain thrive as it is designed to thrive? Probably not, right? No. And, and, and I will pause. There's power mm-hmm. in pauses. Be quiet. Sometimes people are just thinking. They're like, I've actually mm-hmm. never thought about that. I, um, no, I guess it couldn't, right? Pause, pause, mm-hmm. pause, pause. So then I'll say, so I'll go over how the body works, how it dysfunctions, and then how chiropractic is designed to detect, analyze, and correct it. So I do that in 30 seconds. Um, so a 30,000 foot view would be this. Hey, Nicole. Hey, John. Hey, so here's how the body works. Your brain controls absolutely everything in your body. Your brain comes down your back through your spinal cord. Your spinal cord um, has this little thing come out of it called spinal nerves. And your brain sends messages from your spinal cord to your spinal nerves to every organ, muscle, and gland in your body. Sending it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. How it dysfunctions is these areas get misaligned to our stressors throughout the day. And if I find that they had a car accident, I'll mention car accident. If I find that they were a sports athlete, if I found that they just gave childbirth, I'll give something relative to them because it's about them, right? And then I'll say, so those are examples of how it can get misaligned. And then how, what chiropractic's job is, is it's designed to correct that. And I give expectations too. I'll say, you know, how many times have you had a cavity and didn't hurt? Then it's like, dude, you got three cavities today. My eight-year-old, we just found out yesterday, he's got a cavity and he's our most diligent brusher. He's devastated, but he's got a little cavity. He's like, well, it doesn't hurt. Like, well, it's, it's, 
it's a little cavity. So we explained that because people think, well, if I don't hurt, therefore there shouldn't be a problem, right? That's what I thought as a patient because I didn't understand chiropractic. I didn't understand the body. And I had a chiropractor who had enough, enough love for me to do that. So I shared that talk hundreds of times throughout the week, tailored to the people in front of me. Um, I just had three podcasts this morning. I shared it with three podcasts. I have a meeting this afternoon. I'll probably share it four or five times, different people there, but I make it about them. And so I'm not, it doesn't sound like I'm soapbox preaching. I make it personal to them and it makes this, and it, 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 it literally allows me to be invited into people's lives. And without fail, I get, oh my gosh. So, okay, okay. I need, I need to come in and see you. Or um, when are you open? Um, when are you open next? Can I get my wife in? Um, and then it just goes. So my day one, two, and three, without question, without fail, every single time, we have between one and three people referred between visits one, two, and three every time. Minimally, minimum, one, two, or three people every single time because of our approach and how we teach about the body because we make it about them we teach chiropractic, we give them a phenomenal adjustment, we give them expectations and a plan of action on how they can take control of their body. Awesome. Jake, I love yeah. that. You know, I'm also been working on this thing with um, one of my pet peeves has been marketing and chiropractic okay. because we're still, even some of our, like, even some of our most principled um, chiropractors who, you know, who love the principle, who love chiropractic are still marketing on pain and symptoms. Right. And like, like if people understood what you just said, like never mind even students, just like if the profession understood what you just said and now like simple it is that people want what we have. Like we hear that all the time, but you really understand that people want what we have. Like you don't have to market on headaches. Like you don't need to do that. Pe you know, people just want to know their brain's connected to their body through their nervous system and they have an innate intelligence that runs it. Right. And when there's interference in innate intelligence, your body fails. Like people get that. Mic drop. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's why taking a captive audience in front of you of who you have, a lot of us believe that we have to take that to the extreme. Uh, so I, I referred when I was in student clinic uh, at my church, I referred like 60 people to my student clinic that all came in and before I could even see people as the people above me. And I sent them to, to two or three students who I had heard were the smartest and the best. And here's how the conversation started with every one of them. So Jake, I'm really confused. Um, like you told me I can change my life here. I'm super excited. And I went into the guy who was talking about how the sperm and the egg meet. And then we get this thing called like the nodal cord. <laughs> And then he goes, and then that was the first two hours. And then I have to come back next week for two hours. And then I have an exam. And then after my exam, he said, maybe x-rays. And then maybe after that, um, he's, like, he's like, I just, can I just like, can I just do what you just explained? Like, and I'm, in, I'm try one here. Right. And I'm getting the big idea. So I go to this guy. I was like, Hey, I said, I'm not saying symptom based, but dude, liberate these people, man, liberate them. If my eight-year-old, my 13-year-old, and my 14-year-old can explain chiropractic in such a way that they refer people to me and their people they refer come to me, when you understand a profound principle that can be explained simply, that is mastery right there. Mm -hmm. And my eight-year-old is the best freaking referral you've ever seen about chiropractic because he gets it. <laughs> he got in trouble in school because his teacher would have them go crisscross applesauce, put his laptop on his lap. And he goes, um, teacher, um... Uh, can I put mine on a desk? No, you can't do that. Can I put mine on a chair? No, you can't do that. Crisscross applesauce, put it in your lap. He goes, 
but that's bad for our posture. <laughs> and, 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 and if my head's put down all day, I won't sleep well tonight. And I want to be sure I'm healthy. She's like, who are you? She's like, well, my dad's a chiropractor and you know, and he's like, I want to be healthy. So guess what happened? The school changed because they didn't have enough. They didn't have enough. Um, uh, like, uh, what, what, anyway, uh, tables for these kids. So they, they actually changed it so that every kid could be a proper posture because of my son. Um, mm-hmm. So if he can teach that principle, man, so can you, we make it so difficult and because it may not be driving patients because right here and right now, it may not be driving patients in the first thought you, that a lot of people think is I have to do something different. I have to mm-hmm. add something different mm-hmm. and you do not. Mm-hmm. Chiropractic is everything. It changes every people's li- everyone's life and no one can do what you do. No mm-hmm. one can do it. So again, I have zero problems. So again, with my traumatic brain injury, um, I, I see other healthcare professionals. I, I get IV therapy once a week, you know, because I know for a fact I eat healthy, but I love donuts and bacon. Right. And so I know that I may not be getting the right stuff in me. So I don't do IV in my practice, but you better believe I see the best guy who does IV. I see other people because I want to be healthy. I exercise. I go to the gym. I have a gym in my home. I, I exercise. Like I live, I, I, I live and practice what I preach, but I, I don't do that within my practice. I teach about how people can achieve health but you absolutely don't have to add more to make more or to be more. Keep it as it is. And it is absolutely everything. Again, the Outback Steakhouse is the Outback Steakhouse for a reason. They, they, uh, they upsell you on a whole bunch of other stuff, but that's what people go in. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, guys. Are you guys, uh, are you guys ready to wrap it oh, up man. pretty soon? Yeah, uh, we right have now. to. We could go I for know. another hour or so, but I didn't realize the time. Yeah, we've, we've I just looked at the this. time. I know. I just looked at the time. I'm like, oh my God, I have a coaching call like two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, first of all, Jake, thank you so much for like taking the time out of your busy schedule and just being here to uh, bless me and John. Like that was a huge blessing for me. I learned a yeah. lot, um, but especially for our students, our chiropractic students and our new docs, that was really awesome. Uh, you're, yeah. You guys are more than welcome. And, um, and again, I, I, I believe that every chiropractor um, has within them the ability to change the world and that chiropractors should be among the most affluent and wealthiest people in, on earth. Um, we, we, um, we, we've started the group. I don't charge for it at all. I started the group because I got asked constantly, how are you taking vacations? How are you making money? How are you doing what you do? Um, and I would just tell everyone, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. We finally created a platform. It's 16 years in the creation. We finally just launched it. Um, and it's for free. It's called the Chiropractor's Edge. It's on Facebook. If you go to chiropractorsedge.com, we just launched a website. Um, I'm delivering everything that I have ever learned. And I mean everything, you guys. Everything from what, who do I do business with? How do, how do you buy a building? How do you hire an associate? Um, how do you talk chiropractic? Why do we send letters to people when they've had a bad day? Like I talk about what I do in my practice. Um, and so it's called the chiropractors, the chiropractors edge. Um, it's on Facebook, Facebook group, um, chiropractorsedge.com. Um, my information is there wherever you guys consume social media to, uh, type in Dr. Jay Canson. That's how you can find me on LinkedIn. And, uh, or, I mean, there's a few platforms I use a lot on um, Facebook. I'm probably on the most, um, but Dr. Jay Canson, that's where you can find me. I'm happy to help you. If you want to schedule a call, I'd be happy to spend some time with you. I can send you a calendar link, but I'm here to serve you guys because you were born for greatness. You cannot have what you don't. You cannot give what you don't have. You are you have a moral obligation to play big, and we are here to help you guys. 
Awesome. Helps. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jake. We really do appreciate you coming and sharing your heart. And I have no doubt this is going to bring huge value to students and docs and anybody else who happens to stumble across this podcast. Awesome. Hey, thanks, John. Thanks, Nicole. What an honor to be with you guys. Such titans of chiropractic in the industry. It's an honor to be with you. I feel I feel like I'm truly standing on the shoulders of giants. That's why I'm 6'5". <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. It was a great week being with you guys. And John and I will see you guys next week.